Hi guys, it's Ange. So today we're going to talk about the Detlove Pass. There was a mystery that prompted conspiracy theories around Soviet military experiments, yetis, and even extraterrestrial co contact may have its best, most sensible explanation yet. One found in a series of avalanche simulations based in part on car crash experiments and animation used in the movie Frozen. In an article published in the Journal of Communications, Earth and Environment, researchers present data pointing to the likelihood that a bizarrely small, delayed avalanche may have been responsible for the gruesome injuries and deaths of of nine experienced hikers who never returned from a planned 200-mile adventure in Russia's Ural Mount Mountains in the winter of 1959. In what has become known as the Ditlov Pass incident, ten members of the Ural's Polytechnic Institute in Yechtenburg, nine students and one sports instructor who fought in World War II, headed into the frigid wilderness on a skiing and mountaineering expedition on January 23, 1959. One student with joint pain turned back, but the rest, led by 23-year-old engineering student Igor Ditlov, continued on. According to camera film and personal later found on the scene, the team made camp on February 1st. The nine, seven men and two women were never heard from again. When a search team arrived at Ola Siko a few weeks later, the, exp the expedition tent was found just barely sticking out of the snow, and it appeared to have been cut open from the inside. The next day, the first of the bodies was found near a cedar tree. Over the next few months, as the snow thawed, search teams gradually uncovered more spine-chilling sites. All nine of the team members' bodies were scattered around the mountain slope, some in a baffling state of undress. Some of their skulls and chests had been smashed open, and others had eyes missing and one lacked a tongue. Each body was a piece of a grim puzzle, but none of the pieces seemed to fit together. A criminal investigation at the time blamed a shocking event, an apparent massacre, that transpired in a deeply secretive state gave rise to dozens of long-lived conspiracy theories from clandestine military tests. In the wake of renewed media interest and pervasive outlandish hypothesis, Russian authorities recently re-examined the case around the Ditlov Pasik incident and concluded in 2019 that an avalanche was primarily responsible for the nine deaths. Key scientific details were absent from the report, however, including a clear explanation as to how an avalanche could have taken place with no documented evidence of its occurrence left behind. This led to continued doubts around the seemingly pat explanation from a government long infamous for its lack of transparency. Many argue that the avalanche theory initially proposed in 1959 still didn't seem to stack up. The team's encampment tent was cut from the snow on a slope with an incline seemingly too mild to permit could have increased the weight of the snow burden on the slope and triggered a collapse. 
Most of the blunt force trauma like injuries and some of the soft tissue damage were atypical of those caused by avalanches, whose victims usually asphyxiate. And if an avalanche had occurred, why was there a gap of at least nine hours, according to forensic data, between the team members cutting the slope for their encampment and the eventual avalanche? That curious delay was of particular interest to Alexander Puzerin, a geotechnical engineer at Zurich, one of Switzerland, at ETH Zurich, one of Swi Switzerland's federal institutes of technology. He had recently published a paper explaining how strange, though it may seem, an earthquake can trigger an avalanche with a gap ranging from more from mere minutes to several hours between the two events. While Puzrin grew up in Russia, he learned of the, the Datlov Pass story only a decade ago. He was fascinated by the infamous incident and what may have caused it, but was understandably wary of tackling the question solo. Yoam Gam, head of the Snow Avalanche Simulation Laboratory at EPFL, another Swiss Federal Technical Institute in Lausen, got to know Puzrin around the time of the 2019 Russian inquiry into what happened at Diet Love Pass. Suspecting the avalanche delay issue, suspecting the avalanche delay issue held one of the keys to solving the mystery. They teamed up to create analytical models and computer simulations to try and replicate the hours between that stole the mountaineers' lives. The, scientist, the scientific investigation came with an added benefit from Puzrin's wife, who is Russian. When I told her that I was working on the Ditlov mystery for the first time, she looked at me with real respect, he says. The shallow slope argument against the avalanche was tackled early on. It turned out not to be all that shallow after all. The topography of Ola Siko covered by snowfall made the slope appear mild, but it was actually closer to 30 degrees, the rule of thumb minimum requirement for many avalanches. Reporting data back to the site's initial investigation also described an underlying snow layer on the mountain that didn't clump together, providing a weak, slippery base that a lot of overlying snow could easily slide over. And. The local topography played a trick on them, said Puzzerin. Then, there was the question of the snow mass. The cut the team made in the snow to pitch their tent destabilized the slope, but additionally, snow had to have been, re snow had to have been collected before an any avalanche could happen. While weather reports record no snow that, fa fatal that fateful night, then, there then there's the question of snow mass. The cut the team made in the snow to pitch their tent destabilized the slope, but additional snow had to have been co collected before any avalanche could have happened. While weather reports record no snow that fateful night, the di of group's diary entries note that there were very strong winds. These were likely to be catabantic winds, heavy clumps of frigid air that brought large amounts of snow from higher up down toward the, the campsite increasing the load on an already precarious slope and explaining the nine-hour delay between the snow cut 
and the avalanche. The researchers' computer simulations show the avalanche on Holatseco would have been huge, perhaps involving a block of ice matter a mere 16 feet long, about the size of an SUV. The small size explains why no evidence for an avalanche was found during the initial investigation. It would have infilled the cut-out campsite before being quickly buried by fresh snowfall. So, what happened after the av avalanche is speculation, but current thinking is that the team cut themselves out. The more able-bodied survivors dragged the injured out of their smothered shelter in an attempt to rescue them. This is a story of courage and friendship, says Puzzerin. Most of the nine who perished at, at Holasico died of hypothermia, while others may have succumbed to their injuries. The state of undress some were found in remains puzzling. Paradoxal undress undressing may be an explanation, as do reports that note some of the bodies had traces of radioactivity, which may have been the result of therium present in camping lanterns. The missing eyes and tongue of some victims may have simply been the result of scavenging animals pecking at the dead, but that too remains an open question. This new study doesn't try to explain everything that happened back in 1959 at the Detlef Cass, but the Detlef Cass case will likely never be fully closed, says Guam. This study simply offers a reasonable account of the events that ultimately triggered the death at Hola Sequel. That matters not least because the enigmatic tragedy remains heartbreaking for the living relatives of the victims. Some in Russia have voiced the opinion that these hikers had taken stupid or unnecessary risks that ultimately killed them. This kind of tarnishes their legacy, says Puzzerin, whose studies show that this freak avalanche would have surprised the mountaineering experts with a lifetime of experience. The Detlev team members, Puzzerin says, were very competent people who would never have foreseen the danger of clearing a space for their tent on what looked like a gentle slope. However, unyielding skepticism, along with the haunting nature of the Detlev Pass incident, will keep conspiracies theories alive well into the future. To me, this story is uniquely powerful, profound, poignant, because this was a group of young people going off into the wilderness, and they never came back, says Wilkinson. People love to invent implausible scenarios about death in the wilderness, because we will never know 100% what happened. So, in an attempt to see one of these conspiracy theories, I found a blog written by a Russian blogger in 2018, and he believes, he believes that 60 years ago in the Urals, a team of nine ascended the mountain of the dead. Only one came down. The chilling details and, and inexplicable circumstances of their disappearance have become the stuff of nightmares and Hollywood fiction. Now, the Russian blogger believes he's closer to the truth than we have ever seen before. So, the nature of the eventual discovery shocked the science community and investigators alike. The bodies had been discovered at different sites and at different times. Some of the signs of severe internal trauma, others showed traces of radiation. Others had their eyes pecked out, one was missing a tongue, traumatic injury smashed in bodies, 
that is what I think is stirring the, the conspiracy theory. But the theories from homicidal psychosis to aliens and government experiments, and they're showing no signs of slowing down anytime soon. Just look at this movie trailer for The Devil's Past, and it's not even the only horror movie to come out of Hollywood that deals with the subject matter. So the Russian blogger Valentine Dietgrieb, who manages a journal about the paranormal and the unexplained, believes the deaths of the Detlev group were caused by a small yield missile that hit the side of a rock. Evidence of a 30 meter wide crater, he says in his online journal, can be seen on closer inspection of the satellite images of the area and is situated about three kilometers from the site of their tent. He says that the granite was melted into basically red glass. He believes the temperature at the moment of impact was very high and that it's clearly visible on satellite images. He also says, having been woken up by the shockwave, the hikers were blinded by the bright light, probably suffering temporary loss of vision. This explains their sudden escape and descent into the woods. The findings are even more strange, given Dekrov's belief that the firing of the missile had not been a test. He believes the missile had probably gone off course and changed directions, hitting the mountain face accidentally. The blogger states that had there been no radiation found on the close, his other theory would have been that it was a meteor impact. He says he thinks that the place needs a thorough look when spring arrives. If radiation is indeed found, and if there is an impact crater, then the mystery of Dutlove Pass can be considered solved. But can Dekrov's theory explain everything? The group, led by 23-year-old Igor Dutlov, hadn't returned from their hiking trip to the Atorton Mountain in the winter of 1959. Later investigations showed that on February 2nd, the tent the party had stayed in was ripped from the inside, with its inhabitants wandering in the night wearing only the clothes they wore to bed. All of the bodies were discovered weeks later. Some of them were wearing the other's clothes, soaked in high doses of radiation. Where it gets really bizarre is that some of the bodies had shown only signs of hypothermia, hence the theory on why they were naked, while other Others found deeper in the woods had shown signs of massive internal trauma, bleeding, fractures, and broken skulls. One member of the group, Ludmilia Dabinia, was missing her tongue. The Russians didn't know what to do with all of this and shut the investigation after finding no reason to suspect foul play. The final report from the Soviets posted that the group was killed by an unknown compelling force. The Russians didn't declassify the documents until the 1990s, which understandably has fueled conspiracy theories ranging from nuclear tests to the presence of aliens and paranormal creatures. The new theory by Deep has received mixed reactions. Many of the commenters responded positively, posit positively to the alleged revelations. Others, however, remembered other versions that, in their minds, 
deserve closer inspection. There are over 60 known versions of what transpired in that blizzard. What the science tells us for sure is that the nine skiers could not have sustained their injuries from any object found in the vicinity. One of the most interesting theories resolves around a sacred cave of the local Manzi tribe, which they use for ritual sacrifice. The tribe apparently does not like to share the mountain with outsiders, and when the Detlav group allegedly robbed their sacrificial cave of its various items, they hunted them down in the night and killed them. This theory, however, is more word of mouth than anything else. Others argue that the chaotic and violent deaths could have been the hypothermia or psychedelic hallucinations. It is believed this would have accounted for the haphazard escape and the group's apparently inexplicable behavior. There is still the fact that the tent ripped from the inside, as well as the absence of any footprints outside the tent that did not belong to the members of the Detlove group. It really does appear that the group had shot out of the tent, running in different directions, and the mystery of what really happened persists. I hope you all learned a lot, and I will see you all again soon.